Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to be here today at the Optometric Management Symposium. Your Optometric Management Symposium. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and we are in Orlando, which is just a little ways away from Ave's house. Only so, 10 hours. Oh, gosh. Flight. It's like 11 o'clock at night at your house, right? Yep. So you're just such a good guy for being here and, and putting up with all of us. But Anytime. I mean, love this conference, love being at Disney. So yeah. no complaining. So for those of you who don't know my guest, this is Dr. Aif Vanderwarp, and he is from Amsterdam. And yep. he has, uh, I've known him for a long time, and I've followed his e-newsletter for the longest time. And he's also a part of the Global Contact Lens Specialty Symposium. That's right. So, yeah. uh, so I am from Amsterdam, or yeah, I'm from the Netherlands, uh, born and raised. But uh, we lived in the U.S. for 10 years. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah. Tell everybody about you, your history, that story. All right. So I'm actually, um, I was born and raised on a farm near Gouda. Do you know Gouda cheese? Yes. My I love Gouda cheese. My parents made that cheese. The one, oh, the one you ate probably. You didn't no, bring me any. No, I didn't bring you. <laughs> so any, well, it's a region like Champagne in France. So if you're in that region, you can call yourself Gouda cheese. Everybody can do wow. it now, I think. But uh, so yeah, nothing with optics. And then I actually took a long trek. I became an optician first. Uh, then an optometrist, so that's four years optician school, four-year optometry school. Then I started teaching, and then I did my PhD in contact lenses uh, wow. at the ophthalmology department in the Netherlands. And yeah. So what about the ten years here? What happened? Yeah, my here? wife worked for the World Bank, so we were here for the for her uh, work, and I was finishing my PhD, and then I started working with people at Pacific University, Pat Caroline especially, and with Craig Norman. Oh, wow. And they got me involved in the Global Specialty Lens Symposium, and then, wow, that opened a lot of doors. So I'm always grateful to Craig and Pat for what they did uh, for me. So if you could have done anything in optometry, why did you choose contact lenses? Hmm, that's a good question. I... I remember, so I did a residency in Houston and I came back to the school and they asked me, so what did you think of it? And like I told in our session this morning on medical optometry, I was blown away by what optometry would look like because we didn't have that in the Netherlands. I was oh. the first, literally the first generation optometrist wow. in the country. And, uh, and then they asked me, well, do you want to teach it? And I thought about and but I could do anything. I could yeah. do optometry, like clinical right. optometry, or more contact lenses. I always liked optometry. Uh, sorry, contact lenses. 
And I think I always like the technical part of things. Um, maybe because I'm an optician too. Uh, that right. was my background. So I always like designing lenses, thinking about lens designs, whether it's a uh, ortho K lens or a uh, and corneal topography. I love that part. Well, you know my newsletter. So yeah, all these I things I discussed there. Eyesight newsletter. Yes, you guys should subscribe. <laughs> it's really awesome. It's once a month, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I want to back up a little bit. We're together today because you're here at the Optometric Management Symposium in Orlando. And we were in a class this morning, a panel right. discussion. Early this yeah, morning, 7.30. <laughs> so With that's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. If you go to Europe, you would never go to any <laughs> conference that starts at 7.30, uh, except for the U.S. It's, uh, and it was full house. It was, I was you blown were shocked. away. Yes. Yeah. So our whole topic, though, and the conversation, when I kind of threw it at you guys, so it was, it was uh, AFIN, it was Nate Lighthizer and Shira Kresh. And so I threw it at them and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to talk about medical optometry, but I want you to do it the way you see it. And I want to talk about the future. So what does it look like today in the future? And this guy threw a curveball at me. So <laughs> what did you do with it? Well, I played advocate of the devil a little bit, I think. <laughs> um, so I understand uh, that optometry increasingly, and this meeting is a perfect example of that, moving into um, medical optometry. Yeah. I understand that scope is broadening up. While at the same time, we got to be careful not to forget our roots, our bases, and that is understanding the optics of all these devices, whether it's glasses or contact lenses or even all kinds of surgery. Yeah. We are the experts in that field. And that is a part that we can excel in while in the other arenas, not necessarily always, because there's always somebody, I wouldn't say above us, but uh, right. doing that same thing. So, yeah, that You're was right. my... Uh, uh, maybe I was a little bit uh, blunt. but No, I thought you were awesome. Was, okay. That's what we need. We need just to be... We need to say what we're thinking in a way that helps to stimulate other people to think. And that's what we were trying to do. And I think I'll tell you what my feeling was at the end. I felt like all of you presented your case very well. So Nate talked about surgery and uh, Shira yeah, talked laser. about disease. I yeah, mean, very advanced stuff. And her glaucoma things that Shira was talking about I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, all that is optometry. So we, we agreed on, on, on one thing for sure, and that is that um shira called it we're super superheroes right yes i love we want to do it all but we can't necessarily so maybe and we, we have to pick, probably well that the, the, that's our strength and our weakness yeah so we got to be we got to pick our choices one can specialize in scleral lenses another one can specialize in glaucoma and right. a third one in laser in laser or uh, yeah and you've stayed the course meaning you chose this and this is where you've stayed throughout your career correct yeah some people don't, and I don't think people have to stay in the oh, same, no. you know, the same path. It can change. No, that's true. Um, it's just, it's a fun, I like the complex interaction between the medical part of things, yeah. the technical part of things, the optical part of things, working with the industry on new lens designs and everything. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good, fun industry to be in. So... Contact lenses. Let's get to that a little bit more. Tell us about mm -hmm. where your focus has been and what is it people want to hear the most from you? So you taught today. What are the things that seem to mm -hmm. interest most doctors and inspire them? We are excited to have Cooper Vision as a sponsor of our podcast. 
Cooper Vision is one of the world's leading contact lens manufacturers, and they serve eye care professionals and patients in over 130 countries. Their innovative products help millions of patients see every single day. One of the technologies and innovations that we love the most about Cooper Vision is their groundbreaking technology in soft contact lenses that helps to slow the progression of myopia in children 8 to 12 years old at the initiation of treatment. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I looked at, I'm, I mean, so I graduated 30 years ago. Like me. <laughs> We we were in a competition. Who was the oldest on the uh, on the panel this morning? Um, um, so I look back on that those thirty years, and it was funny because the first ten years, the first decade, if you want to uh, sort of break yeah. it up in decades, was about corneal GPs and oh. uh, corneal topography. My PhD was in that arena. It was all exciting because corneal topography. Wow, that was pretty cool. Then the next decade was uh, orthokeia myopia management that came along, at least wow. uh, from a research perspective, because that's two decades old now. And then scleral lenses came along. That was uh, and that's where you that was a big game changer, I think. Yeah. Um, so now the big question, I guess, is what is the next decade going to be, right? Well, what do you tell people? What What do you say today? Uh, my last lecture was about uh, specialty soft lenses, and I think okay. we can. Definitely, we need to dig a little bit deeper. And I mean, by far, the most lenses we fit are soft lenses. 90% of lenses in the world are soft lenses. Right. But we have a lot of dropouts. Right. And 25% of people who start with soft lenses drop out. And that's for a reason, because we don't serve them always with the best lens. So my research right now is looking in how can we do better? Can we improve soft yeah. lens fitting uh, in normalized and in other standardized? Can we? I think we can. We have a. Uh, I, I came up with an acronym which is oh, very appropriate for uh, for Disney. It's Finding Nemo's. Oh, and I saw that on a slide, and I was like, "What is that?" What is that about? Oh, now you yeah. gotta tell me. Well, in, in 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 a nutshell, it's if we have instruments to measure that, and we we have corneal topographers and scleral topographers, <laughs> we can define normalize. And if we have normalize, all of the lenses the big companies are catering towards the top of the bell curve of normal eyes. So if you right. have a normal eye, pretty sure that those lenses, whether your lens manufacturer A, B, C, or D, right. we're all catering towards that. Yeah. So that it's finding Nemo's because we're actually trying to find eyes that fit the lenses that we have. Right. Oh, I love that. Well said. And so then the next thing is if you don't have a Nemo, uh, what are you going to do? If it's on the right or left side of the spectrum, and I think we have very good options to customize soft lenses like we're doing with corneal and scleral lenses. So, yeah. But then that takes us to the future, though. And you brought yeah. up in our class this morning AI. AI, yeah. So what we're seeing in corneal GPs and in sclerals and in ortho K, we have databases of tens of thousands of eyes now. And it's very easy for manufacturers to say to match that if you... For instance, if you have a topographer, you upload that to the manufacturer, they immediately know, oh, if you want to do worth okay, for instance, it's not going to be very successful or it is going to be successful. And if you want to do worth okay and be successful, maybe you should use, well, that diameter with that lens design, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. I mean, that is going to change everything we're doing. We know exactly when to go from a spherical GP or ortho K lens to a toric one. That's X micron difference on the octo surface. Go toric. We know when to go from a corneal GP to a scleral. If it's more than 300 microns, go scleral. 
We even know when to go Torex Clairol now based on that information. So, and then next thing is to do the same with soft. Wow. All yeah. right. So knowing this, let's back up. Would you today have the same focus in optometry that you did 30 years ago? So let me say it another way. Keep thinking. I'll, I'll buy you some time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say buy me a wine. but uh, <laughs> No, time. you don't even have to buy it. It's over <laughs> there free. for free. Maybe we're, David will bring us some. We're at some. the exhibit here. He's asking for wine. So I'm just saying. White or red? Uh, white, white. There you go. All right. So <laughs> I was just kidding, by the way. But <laughs> what, the question that we had. Oh, here it is. So my daughter's in optometry school. She oh, just she? started first year. Nice. Did she make the right decision? Absolutely. Why? Yeah. Because what we what did we discuss earlier? What we discussed this morning? There are so many different things you can do with optometry. If yeah. you're, I think was it Nate this morning who or Shira who used the example of the ophthalmologist who said, "Well, I'm a surgeon now. All I can do is surgery. Yeah. I have no backup. There's there's that or nothing. Right. With optometry, man, you could do contact lenses. You can go the medical way. Yeah. You can work with industry. You can do well research. Everybody can do, I guess. But I love all that. the options are phenomenal and you know you make me think about something else i don't know if this is the case where you are or not but here we in the u.s they say that there's over 40 percent of people in the united states that's not necessarily optometrists but overall are very uh feeling like their work-life balance is not good and wow. feeling burnt out mm. So one of the things I tell optometrists all the time is if you're working six days a week and you feel like you're a little tired, well, my goodness, why are you working so much? Work mm. a few less days. The mm. other thing I will tell people is maybe you're doing too much of that superhero stuff, right. trying to be everything to everyone. Maybe right. you need to have a focus yeah. like Ape did at the very beginning. Specialize. Yeah, yeah I but, think so. I mean, if, you're, if dry eye is your thing, I, I think you can run a fantastic practice just yeah. focusing on that presbyopia i think nobody's doing it or not many people are doing it but right. if you focus on that there's a huge market out there be a good contact lens fitter in that arena but also iols and spectacles um yeah myopia management no brainer you can totally specialize in that and on and on and on but do one thing good yes and that's that's the one that's going back to your earlier question i don't think i would do things differently i like being sort of like Yay. a oh we have wine thank you <laughs> thank for, you for the listeners <laughs> um i just like being a, a big fish in a small pond because yeah. that that keeps it fun i guess and that brings me to how have things changed at y where you live today you told us you were one of two yeah one of one no there, there's, there were two so we started with four i graduated with two we went so the best student out of that first year, he um, would get an educational grant to go to Houston to do that residency. And uh, it was my best friend, uh, oh. best friend of me. So we decided to go together. <laughs> oh my goodness. Split it. So yeah, we, uh, I love that. we lived in Houston, bought a V8 big old, <laughs> I think it was a Mercury Marquis or something. Oh, um, you too. What did you call fantastic. yourselves? <laughs> You have to have a name if you well, named like the context. Tintin in America, I think. <laughs> That's how it felt. But, uh, That's it was incredible. Amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. So the journey has been so much fun, uh, April. Uh, I love it. So no, I don't think I would change anything. You've done so much for optometry, not only at home, 
but here as well. And I just want you to know, if you haven't heard it already today, thank you mm, and uh, keep it up local. because I think, and that's what this is about is inspiring people. What you do is inspiring. It helps us all to feel better about where we are and feel encouraged. I look forward to getting your newsletter all right. every single month, so don't stop. Cool. And uh, well, any final words you would leave our listeners with to kind of help them through whatever their, their place is right now. And uh, we're going to be starting the new year. I don't know when you'll listen to this, but 2024 is a month away. Well, I always think it's important for young people to just um, sometimes you feel somewhere in your gut it isn't right or something and yeah. you just continue because everybody else is doing it mm, that's I good. always listen to that or try to at least and yep. in the beginning everybody was like sclerals that's not going anywhere wow. well you know not because of me but I mean maybe I got a feeling with soft lenses we can make uh, a dent as well in uh, a little that's bit right. of a dent in history so yeah, just listen to that feeling and act on it. I love it. Thank you. Thanks right. for being here. The 10-hour trip to get here. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Your eyes and your vision are under attack, damaging blue light from the sun. Your phone, your computer, your tablet, even light bulbs and car headlights is constantly bombarding you. The good news is our eyes actually already have a line of defense to counter the effects of blue light. This defense is made up of three pigments called carotenoids. MacuHealth with Micromycel, the only supplement with the exclusive patent on all three macular carotenoids and Micromycel technology.